0: Oh, you're well. Very welcome to this uh, new edition of the Two Hands and a Hurl podcast. We're doing Going to do a weekend uh, reaction to all the all the great sporting events that went on uh, all across all the different codes. My name is Robbie Mansfield, and I'll be uh, hosting for tonight. And uh, with me, we have uh, the camogie expert uh, T.J. Mills. How's it going, T.J.?
1: <laughs> good times. Not sure about expert now. Chance me, aren't chance? Ah, uh, you're more than me anyway. So I'll give you that. <laughs> we're a bit like Stephen Kenny's soccer team. We're down men tonight.
0: <laughs> we're down men. Uh, not due to COVID, but we're down men. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> uh, thank God they're all well, uh, good and well. Uh, just uh, busy tonight. Busy, busy, busy on the Monday.
0: Cool. So we'll, we'll uh, get cracking. Uh, we'll get straight into it. So we're going to talk about the the game that kicked off the weekend. A sport which was uh, Ireland versus Wales. Uh, what did you think of Ireland's performance, or did you think Wales were were poor, TJ? Uh,
1: it's a tough one, Robbie. It's a tough one. You'd be hoping that it was Ireland were brilliant, and uh, the scoreline at half time you could say Ireland everything went right firm. Um, but I think Wales are just after going back. Being honest, I really do think I think we you really find out where the Irish team is is going over to Twickenham this weekend. Um, Down Jonathan Sexton, the the one the one um, plus point was the performance of James Lowe. He he was the new <laughs> little
0: bit of a phase in the in the UK. Well, Ireland. Ireland it well, and kind of Wales made a few bad decisions and stuff like that. I Neither mean, kind of looks strong overall but as you're
1: saying like <laughs> <laughs>
0: I actually watched the goal back. Um, remember this might be too big. I did because the the goalkeeper came out and he just gave a little bit of a tiny flick, and then up onto the hurl and into the back of the net there. So I think they're probably the goalkeeper was brave coming out. Uh, and probably nine times out of ten he'd get that ball and he'd uh, send the ball eight yards down down the other end of the, the field but Richie just had the, the little flick of the wrist there and uh, it ended up in the back of the net so yeah it was definitely uh, from, from the, the final last year to the goal he got there at the weekend uh, it was definitely um a brilliant uh, turn around for him but he, he played, played on and finished well he could have got another goal as well
1: he could have yeah I mean to come on and score one two is immense I mean I, it's kind of a surprise that everyone is surprised about him doing it because, I mean, Richie was magic. And the two teams he always stood up against was Galway and Tipperary. I mean, he always excelled his game against those. Now, last year's all ireland didn't goal, but that's in the past now. But, I mean, I think the cuteness about the goal he got was he if he took it into the hand, he was going to be bottled up. So he to have the foresight to do. I mean, you often hear about snooker players. There's always three. There are always three putts ahead. So before they take a shot, they're already thinking the next three putts. So mm-hmm. to see that in hurling is just. It was just magic. But uh, going back to what you say there, yeah, he was very unlucky not to get the second goal. Like I, I know he went for, but I mean, I think that kind of you can go for. And if he missed it, I think so. The way he done it, it was good because he got to score anyway, and it was a vital point for Kilkenny. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually had to laugh. I read an article there. Damien Hayes was saying Cody was surprised with winning that Kilkenny won. I mean, I think it's a thing that Galway just blew their chance. Being honest, they really blew their chance. I mean, yeah. And that's that's the one, I think that'll be the one aspect that Galway would be really, really sickened about that. It was the same old, same old Kilkenny. You know Kilkenny will never give up, but yet there are question marks over Galway. And, I mean, Tipperary will really question them as well. They will. Yeah, that'll be some game. Yeah, I I think that, I think the winner of that game now depends on the way it goes. I think they will definitely... Uh, being all Ireland, Galway, or Galway or Tipperary. I kind of fancy yeah. in Tip from the start of the year, so hopefully I'm still right anyway. Still <laughs> right. Are there any in your fantasy fancy team? Uh, I'm not doing great in it. I'm not doing great. Um, I did change it around. No. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's a bit like the fantasy football. It's not going good. <laughs> it's good on paper, but... Uh, not going good, on <laughs> No... <laughs>
0: Right. And that was the Leinster final. So, what did you make of the the Monster Monster Hurling final?
1: Um, I'm not surprised it was as close as it was. Um, I know Lean Cal, and he was involved with Carrickshock a few years ago, and the the success he had with the Tipperary minor in under twenty one. I'm not one bit surprised with the the performance Watford for Done yesterday. This would have been in um, Lean Cal's target from the start of the year. Um, I think they're still lacking that lit, uh, finishing touch. Um, if you were facing them in an the all and semi-final with Coltenney, I won't lie, you would be treating them with real respect. There would be a little bit of fear mm. there because Watford, and then the year that's in it as well. I always thought a shorter format would suit Watford. Um, I, I don't think they're finished yet. I really don't. I think there's a lot in Watford. No. I was joking saying Kilkenny and Tip could make All-Ireland. I think Watford wouldn't be a bad bet uh, to make it to All-Ireland. Um, Limerick, it might sound funny, I'd still have question marks over them. They're league champions, they're Munster yep. champions, They're everyone's favourites. But they were the same last year. Now, they weren't league champions, they were Munster champions. And they came on in the all earn semi-final to Kilkenny. So if Kilkenny get over, or sorry, if Limerick get over the semi-final hurdle, now, don't know, I don't know what way the semi-finals are set up. We know Kilkenny and Limerick are there. We don't know, what I, I'm not sure what side if the qualifiers are going through which way. yet. They,
0: they might yeah, I think do. it's an open draw for, for the semis, I think. I think it's like the two teams that win the quarterfinals will go into an open draw, as far as I know.
1: Yeah, I was thinking that, but I was scared to say so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if, we'll fact check that anyway. Yeah. How did you make it to
0: qualifiers anyway? Uh,
1: I I was delighted for Claire. I think I he came in for a lot of stake and I think what Brian Lone said yesterday was, uh, I think an awful lot of people underestimated their performance against Leach, and um, now watching that game, and I admit I'd be biased because of Leach connections and that, so I would have been shouting for Leach in that one, but. I think Leash really did give them a certain test for, and so for them to do what they done to to Wexford, I mean, you have to admire it. I mean, they actually beat Wexford off the field. Um, now it's thought Steven and Davy Fitz signed up for. A field. Yeah, they blew them away. Yeah, yeah, they really did. Um now Wexford, they were very poor against Galway, and it's just a very poor year. Now You expect a real backlash next year. With David Fitz staying on, and um, the Tipperary Cork game, I wasn't surprised with Tipperary reigning All earned champions. Cork really lacking confidence, um, and I I think Cork are a real disappointment. Uh, one thing you really expect from Cork is a real fight, but they just don't seem to have that the past couple of years. Um, Especially
0: against like Tipperary, you imagine there's kind of you know there's old rivalry there. They're gonna you know throw the kitchen sink at them, but. Yeah. Tipperary, we just were too classy for them.
1: Yeah, I, and I, I, ju- I, I just can't understand it, and the one thing even even with Camogie teams coming up against Cork, you knew you were in for one battle, and the unfortunate thing was Cork you sh- won out uh, yeah. a bit at the time as well, so we're on the wrong receiving end of it and that was the same in the Hurling, I mean the rivalry between Fulteney and Cork was immense over the years, and then and I started following hurling as well. Cork used to nearly have the upper hand, um, and I, I'd be really—I think Cork'd be really disappointed. And um, now it stops side on football, but we'll be discussing that later. But um, delighted for Clare, not surprised one bit. I think they really got a certain test against Leash that they didn't get credit for. And Tipperary, I'm not surprised. I know it was only four pints, and then but. Um, I think I I I don't know. I mean, Cork just need to really have to do soul searching. They're not that far off, but I just think they're severely lacking confidence. And when a team that likes of Tipperary or any last year smells that, you're at a hiding to nothing.
0: One percent. And uh, speaking of uh, teams that are uh, kind of not doing too well, lacking a bit of confidence, and uh, what do you make of the the Irish soccer team?
1: Yeah, I, being honest, I was all for Stephen Kenny, and it still would be. I like what he's doing with the Irish team. And there are excuses can be made. I mean, with players um not being available due to getting positive COVID tests and all of that. I I like the one thing you were saying about Stephen Kenny coming in was the the goals that, Dundalk used to get the structure he had in place. Now, I'm not saying, I mean, he's only in the job uh, five, six months and um, very little time. I mean, and then the best players not being available either. And so I, I still think he needs to, it needs to be given a chance, but we have to be gone over. I mean, Wales were really there for the take. And that was shown the, and declared the last time in the Viva Stadium. I think we need to do something fast. I mean, I read tonight, Ray Paris called up now, how Omifabe is, sorry, I know I pronounced that wrong, but how he's still being left out when he can cause a goal threat. I think we have to just try everything we can. It's, it, it's, we just have to break the duck in a sense. We need yeah. to get a goal. We need to not just get one goal. We, need to get, we have to go out against the likes of Bulgaria and score two or three goals. Now, yeah. people might sign me into the mental for saying that when it's not happening, but I think that's what really needs to... That could really trigger something because players are lacking confidence. They're really lacking confidence. And you see an article coming out the other day, I think it was... Was it Matt Dorothy said it, that they, they kind of kind of questioning in a sense. I know Stephen Kenny retracted it, but... It, Kind of coming across that players are starting to question now as well, and that that really needs needs to be nipped in the bud as well. Being honest, yeah.
0: Well, hopefully we can get a get a win uh, or at least a goal against uh, Bulgaria. But on the opposite end of the uh, the kind of the, the streaks is uh, our KB Taylor, world champion. She's seventeen and zero undisputed. Uh, what did you make of her fight
1: on Saturday night? It was it was just so one-sided. I mean, you could actually see sages in the in the fight that I I know I'm going to pronounce it wrong. Gutierrez, and um, she she just knew she was just completely out class. Um, I mean, and did she it, almost show her too much respect? I think she just knew Robbie. I mean, I I know, and one thing you'd be saying to people is don't show weaknesses. I think she just knew she was going to be outclassed. I mean, even in the interviews before, she was saying that the respect she had for Katie Taylor, the role model she was, um, I just think it was outclassed. I think no matter what, it, it, she wasn't even going to get close to Katie Taylor. Um, you look at Pearson, Pearson before that, I mean, she had no respect. Absolutely no respect in the two fights. And I, I it's great for Katie Taylor to get the win. She wanted to fight before Christmas, and she can take a break now and go into next year. But there are real bigger fights ahead. Um, like seventeen and 0 is terrific for Katie Taylor. She's just immense, and I don't think she'll ever be beaten. Being honest, I think she will retire and never be defeated. Um. Now maybe that's not the way she'd want to go out. Kind of, she might want to retire. She might want to keep going as far as she can. But it's she's just immense, Robbie. She's just yeah, a, yeah. Sure I'm, class. Yeah, yeah. Uh, class is permanent, and that's
0: the. <laughs> I really so that's a
1: good.
0: That's a good point to to leave that one on. Uh, we'll kind of move on to the uh, the football there, we're going to talk about the football. But just a quick mention for uh Mickey Harsh, uh three All Ireland uh, titles six Ulster titles national league he's the most uh, successful Ulster uh, football manager of all time and he's um i think he's fifth in kind of most most All Ireland's won uh for a manager so and he's got Mick O'Dwyer and Jim Gavin ahead of him and i think it's uh, Sean Boylan so he's in he's in great company there so uh were you kind of a big fan of the
1: his Toronto team during the the Nazis. I was, I was, I really was. I saw um I was up at the final they won in two thousand and three. They were playing leash, was up at father and you could see then this, just the, the players he had there. Now I know Sean Cabner said last night he was kind of blessed with players but the structures and the management have to be right to have success. You can have you can have I mean the best example of soccer you have the likes of Paul Pogba and all of these. If they're mismanaged or they're not managed properly, they, they, they won't play well. And I think that's the biggest thing about Mickey Hart. People can say that he was blessed with players that won minor and under 21. I mean, there were great battles in the late 90s between Leish and Tyrone. Leish had the better and then Tyrone came on. And they, just, they were just managed properly to do what you have done to Kerry. Kerry absolutely hated playing Tyrone. And the one sad aspect about it is I don't think, even though both parties left happy in a sense, I think I would have rather and it being Mickey Hart's choice. He did look for a further year. It wasn't granted. And I think that's a real shame because he was building a real series team there. The danger with that is a new manager coming in. They could all the good work he done could be derailed. And um, I think you need the likes of Peter Canavan uh, going in there. And from what I read, Peter Canavan ruled himself out. Um, so I think it's a real, real challenge for the Tyrone County Board to get someone there at uh, the, the caliber of. Uh, the calibre of Mickey Hart, but he was just a genius, being honest. And I think he was a lot underestimated by others. Uh, I really do. I think there was a lot of question marks uh, by some pundits that I think were unfair to him. And uh, apart from football, he's an absolute gentleman uh, off the field as well. The charity causes he's involved and then the personal tragedies he had to go on and done, had he done and use that pain and hurt in managing the Tyrone football team, I think he can't get enough of credit for. It.
0: Yeah, he it was definitely. I think as well, he's kind of uh, in kind of this last decade, he's come up against uh, like a Dublin team that have just been awesome and immense, and uh, possibly one of the greatest teams of all time. You know, so like if the if he wasn't up against that, he probably would have snuck in a couple, another couple of All Irelands, like, you know. So there's that kind of aspect to it as well that I think is probably overlooked. But for me, I think I think the time is right to move him on and get get a new man in. because like, you know, realistically there's only so much he can kind of do. I know you're saying he's kind of building a team and that, but uh I think it's probably the better decision uh for Tyrone football and hopefully they can kind to of kick on and I think Ulster is a very competitive uh, province, and uh, yeah, so I think I think I think it's the best decision for Tyrone. But maybe if he had came to that decision himself, maybe it would have been a bit more of a a nice kind of send off. But rarely do you get kind of a nice send offs in sport, I suppose. Um, just speaking of the Ulster football and stuff, did you watch any of the the games Donegal, Armagh, or Cavan
1: and Down? Uh, I just watched the highlights, and it's the worst part of the. The lockdown, actually, is you have so many games on the one time. Um, (laughs) I think I I was really impressed with Donegal um, to do what they've done to Armagh. I mean, uh, Kieran McGueney's doing a great job with Armagh. They're not that far off, but I think, I I just think Donegal are really, I think they're maybe possibly one of the biggest threats to Dublin this year.
0: Yeah, um, definitely. They're the team I'm kind of most worried about, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah, and they've done it before. So they they know how to do it, and they have a good man at the helm there as well. I think the real game of the weekend was Cavan against Down. I mean, Cavan just seemed to keep doing it. They were behind against Monaghan, they came back and won it with a last minute, um, last minute free from their goalkeeper, and they were ten points down against Down, and to do it again, I mean. I would actually love to see Cavan going on. I think he will come and suck against Donegal, but if they're team this year, I'd want to progress on to be Cavan because. Well,
0: I'd love them to see them beat Donegal as well. To be honest, <laughs> just do us a favour, Cork, Cork, back Kerry, and I do us a massive favour. Um, so hopefully, hopefully, Cavan uh, will do that. But I did, I did uh, tip Cavan uh, and Down to be the kind of the unsung kind of game of the weekend, and it kind of turned out to be. Uh, real kind of doggish performance and you know kind of kind of down might kind of feel hard done by kind of watching the highlights back there and kind of Calvin got a kind of a soft enough free there towards the end of the game uh, that kind of you know the kind of could have went either way really you know so kind of down kind of uh, down we're good Um, did you watch any of the mayo goal game?
1: I did yeah I was flicking over and back uh, between the games and yeah no it was a great game and if it went on for a few more minutes, Galway could have maybe pipping them. Um, I think. reckon
0: it was a, kind of with the black card at the end, or it was kind of very cynical, kind of uh, free to give away? Do you think the black card is enough of, of a penalty? Like, like at that at that stage of the game, your man he's true on goal. He's going to probably have a shot on goal, and then he pulls him down. Should it be like a red card in like the last few minutes? Do you think?
1: I. I honestly don't think it will really make a difference, Robbie, at this stage. I mean, um, the way, if if you're able to kind of, you're down the player anyway. So, I mean, tissue a red card, say a straight red card, or that, I think be very harsh because the player would miss the next game. Uh, I don't think you will ever get rid of the cynical foul. I, I really don't. And they're on about introducing it to Herland, but if you're two points up, with a minute or two minutes to go, you are going to drag the player down no matter what. It's, it's the same of the game in a sense. Maybe, yeah, maybe you're right. If a player does, maybe if it was a right card, player misses the next game, that could get teams say, here, we're going to cramp out, uh, cramp out cynical fouling. But I think at that late stage, stage of the game, I think you're still always going to do it. It's kind of a win at all cost kind scenario, and um, actually, it was one of the criticism of Mickey Hart's team a few years ago was the cynical fouling. There was a lot of pundits questioning, was it right or whatever. But if you're if you're the last man back, Robbie, and a player was coming in against you, and it was either them scoring a goal, are you dragging them down? You're going to drag them down every every chance. I know, hundred percent. In fairness,
0: <laughs> just uh, just to kind of finish up there, we we won't uh, touch on the the Leinster football because that's uh, fairly one way traffic. We might do like a now preview of the Mid Dublin game, but uh, I think they're still counting the score for Dublin against Leish at the as we speak. So uh, I think we'll we'll leave it at, on that note. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> <No>, I <it> was. <laughs> I think Dublin. I I don't know. I think I mean Dublin. are just so far ahead. I mean, there's you can't do anything but praise. I mean, they're just immense and yeah, leave it at that.
0: <laughs> cool. All right. Good chat. Good chat to you, eh? Yeah. In- chat, to you. chat to you. later in
1: the week, man. Chat to you. Take care. All right. Bye. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Bye. 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 bye.